0: this is the weekly sales meeting for may 7th 2023 my name is chris fleming you can reach me at chris at com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com today's topic reluctant buyers or raving fans Since the early 1950s, the death knell has been tolling for electronic media. First, radio with death by television, later TV with death by the Internet. None of these things have happened. In reality, most of these premature death notices were autobiographical and self-inflicted. Those who sell electronic media can either buy into these doom and gloom stories or continue to build their account lists. They can populate them with raving fans. They can harness this enthusiasm to create more raving fans. Mass media audiences may have contracted with the proliferation of options available to the consumer, but the size and scope of the current audience outweigh the penetration of the largest social media platform in local markets. Think about all the things you get right daily instead of thinking about all the ways it could go wrong. Yes, there is increased competition, but that gives us reasons to focus on what we do better than anyone else. That competitive advantage is connectivity and community. It is connection and activation. It is mass penetration and the efficient delivery of messages with frequency. These are the things that can move the needle for our customers. And moving the needle will make more raving fans. No one ever complained about having more success. One reality is those selling electronic media suffer attrition rates of close to 20% each year. Some customers go out of business, some get bought out, some choose to do something else, and some will plain disappear. For those in the last designation. They are the ones we can do something about. We can if we take the time. Often we don't investigate why someone stopped doing business with us. Was it performance, attention, or lack of service that caused the attrition? How about we ask and prepare to do something with the information? Did you know that one in four customers who experience a problem with customer service never report the problem? They just leave. They decide they've had enough and go do something else. We get bewildered by the abandonment, but don't ask the questions about why this course of action happened. We move on to the harder task of finding new business. Wouldn't it be better if those who would leave would tell us why they are abandoning ship? That would help us make the customer experience better. If they did tell us, we would have the opportunity to fix the problem. We would have an opportunity to never let it happen again. We would have the opportunity to create moments of magic. Jan Carlson is the former CEO of Scandinavian Airlines. In his book, Moments of Truth, he described buyer loyalty as small, consistent, positive interactions over the course of months or even years. He claimed these to be the keys to customer loyalty. It is these small moments of magic or brief encounters that instill customer loyalty. It is what makes raving fans. It is every interaction with our company from the front desk to paying the invoice. Every one of us has a role in the customer service we provide. These small positive interactions give us a leg up on our competition. Some companies have obstacles to doing business. These obstacles frustrate the customer. Companies stick to them because it's our process. We should be forced to do business with ourselves, so we re-examine the process. If the business gets bogged down because of too many touch points which have nothing to do with business, we need to re-evaluate. Those are not magical but frustrating to the customer and are one of the root causes of attrition. To the customer, it is a business choice to find a less frustrating option to work with. To them, there is no attrition, only an opportunity to do something easier. It is part of our job as business advisors to make the customer journey easy. Every interaction should be adding value to the relationship. We should not be making it harder to do business with us. One of the positives to come out of internet buying, based on customer feedback, is the ease of purchase. It goes on a credit card, or we use PayPal, which gets billed to a credit card. It is simple and easy, and the transaction is done. We could adapt this flexibility, but we have been resistant to making the customer journey easy. If every interaction was a net positive, it would reinforce the customer relationship with our company. It would reinforce the relationship with the seller. By playing off these small positive moments, over time it tells our customers they can rely on us for more than a bill every month. By striving to make each customer interaction add value, we are living up to the promise we make at the beginning of each customer relationship. By calling ourselves marketing advisors or consultants, we make that promise of value. We claim our customers can rely on us for insight and info. They can rely on us to bring them the latest solutions. They can rely on us to look at their business problems from an outsider's view. We are saying while they can buy advertising anywhere, they cannot buy our expertise. Another thing we can do is take the temperature of our clients. Sometimes it is a scary proposition to ask that question, but ask we must. It is the best way to maintain an atmosphere where constant feedback is welcome. Any issue that arises can be addressed. Staying in contact with your customers is a great way to create raving fans. Having them look forward to the visit rather than running out the back door when your car pulls up is even better. It helps when we master enthusiasm. We harness it. We exude it with every step and every word. Aldous Huxley was the 20th century English writer. While he was educated at Oxford, he spent the latter part of his life living in Los Angeles. Among his 50 published works was the 1954 novel The Doors of Perception. Although the title was borrowed from the writing of William Blake, the content was inspired by chemical imports to the body. From these writings, both Ray Manzarek and Jim Morrison would take inspiration. They may have taken other substances to form a rock band they called The Doors. Huxley claimed, The secret of genius is to carry the spirit of the child into old age, which means never losing your enthusiasm. If selling is the transfer of confidence and emotion, enthusiasm is its vehicle. Self-help guru and motivational speaker Norman Vincent Peale is best known for his 1952 book, The Power of Positive Thinking. Some say he invented a whole new industry with his words. He claimed there is real magic in enthusiasm. It spells the difference between mediocrity and accomplishment. When you arrive to greet your customers, do you convey this enthusiasm? Or are you chicken little in full belief that the sky is falling? As we have discussed, our customers do not fear spending money on marketing plans. They fear not getting it back. If you can lay out a plan for their success that displays a more than probable favorable outcome, your chance of success will increase. If you can do that with enthusiasm, it may even be believed. When you are enthusiastic, so too will be your customer. When they have a good experience and that success comes with it, you will create an ambassador of your brand. When you can lay out a plan for their success transfer that emotion and get buy-in, you will get your customers. When the experience matches the narrative and the projected outcome, you will get a customer for life. There was a time in the early to mid-1900s when Bethlehem Steel grew to be the second largest steelmaker in the United States. At the height of American expansion, this company was one of the most important in that development. It was involved in major construction projects worldwide. It owned and operated major shipyards along the Atlantic coast. The company was involved in creating some of the world's landmarks. These include the Empire State Building, the Golden Gate Bridge, and the Trans Siberian Railroad. You may not know that company, but you may have heard of the man in charge. Charles M. Schwab, no relation to the financial world's Charles R. Schwab, Captain Bethlehem Steel. He believed in the power of enthusiasm as motivation. He claimed a man will succeed in anything about which he has real enthusiasm, in which he is genuinely interested, provided that he will take more thought about his job than the men working with him. The fellow who sits still and does what he is told will never be told to do big things. If we want to do big things and convince others of their worth, we have to do so with ardent enthusiasm. Your enthusiasm has to be genuine. It is not something you can fake. The American author and speaker Bo Bennett says faked enthusiasm is worse than bad acting. It is bad acting with the intent to deceive. He spent years studying the psychological impact of marketing and on consumer behavior. He also says enthusiasm is not the same as just being excited. One gets excited about going on a roller coaster. One becomes enthusiastic about creating and building a roller coaster. Beware confusing the two. If you are excitable, you may be seen as crazy. If you are enthusiastic, that feeling can transfer. And again, if we are in the transference business, getting your customer to believe what you believe goes a long way to making them raving fans of your work and your company's work. When it leads to success, this is always times two. You have to help them make the leap. Many will start out as reluctant buyers. While they have heard of you and what you represent, they may not think of you as often as, say, some social media platform they use. As we said, a lot of people buy based on their own personal usage, believing that is what everyone else does. Love or hate the band Coldplay, they do have a large fan base. While I am not a fan of their sound, my wife is. Singer Chris Martin says we rely more on enthusiasm than actual skill. Whatever you do, do it enthusiastically and people will like it more. I am sure I will get hate mail for agreeing with him about the actual skill, but one cannot deny his energy and enthusiasm for his product. You have to be sold on yourself first. It would be hard to get up for something if you didn't believe it. We see this in all walks of life, including music, sports, and business. It will be even harder to transfer positivity to someone else when you yourself are not feeling it. I would imagine it would be hard to play that part with a straight face. It would be spotted as disingenuous. Once you are labeled as such, good luck trying to convince anyone of your sincerity. That is not how long-lasting business relationships are formed. If you are pegged as a pretender, your reluctant buyer will become a non-existent buyer. You will have to work on another prospect representing electronic media has not gotten easier. No longer the shiny new toy, we can't rely on innovation to make us or keep us at the forefront of the conversation. We have to carve out our place in the marketing landscape by using the best currency we have. That currency is social proof, creating and holding the roster of raving fans having success using our products, building up the depth of assortment so our customers are using our platforms to put their best story forward, understanding what we can do and what we can't do, and trading on our strengths. We cannot allow our weaknesses to define our future role. We have to capture those peer validation stories of success and share them with enthusiasm with anyone who will listen buyers are reluctant to try anything out of the ordinary they are tantalized by the shiny new toys on the internet but lack the understanding and experience to harness their energy they don't want to put in the work necessary to master another platform in an environment that is in flux that is the advantage of electronic media sellers the digital world focuses most of its effort at the consumer's purchase point Our products work all across the marketing funnel. That is a huge story and a huge advantage we should tap. This takes work. It takes practice. It takes a dedication to your craft, a practice of your art. It takes an understanding of your merit and the impact of what you sell. It is not for those that want to wing it, but for those that are so confident in their ability to solve a customer problem. They have a roster of raving fans they represent and can't wait to talk to the next person about joining the team. Gretchen C. Rubin is an American author, blogger, and public speaker. Her books have been translated in over 30 languages. She stakes the claim that enthusiasm is a form of social courage. Most are reluctant to take unpopular positions, especially in the world of sales. We want people to like us, and that rarely happens when we appear to go against popular opinions. However, when you have a roster of raving fans, and you can share that roster with prospective clients. Peer validation will overcome most buyers' reluctance. Sharing positive experiences with others can help break down resistance. When the experience matches the peer review, it will turn reluctant buyers into raving fans. Isn't that what we are trying to make more of? It works when we harness our own enthusiasm for what we represent. My book, Yes, I'm a Salesman, You Can Be Too, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.